0: Welcome to Cycling New South Wales Heritage Commission's historical facts, myths, and opinions on the development of the bicycle and the sport.
1: This weekend, we see one of the oldest uh, classics in New South Wales: track racing, the Clarence Street Cup, that started in 1983. We might just work through a few of the winners, as it is so so prestigious to win this race. And uh, the first one was um, Craig Milton.
0: Yeah, started with a bang to be quite honest. Yeah, 1983 was a wonderful time for Clarence Street Cyclery to launch the uh, Clarence Street Cup. It was the lead up to the LA Olympics, and that'd be a turning point for the sport with a major focus on aerodynamics and and coaching networks would start in Australia. So it was also wonderful to think that a junior would come down, a, a schoolboy from Upper Coffs Harbour, and take out the race. Craig Milton, what a story that turned out. He, uh, he was on about 180-odd metres, and uh, he was racing against Steele Bishop, who was the world professional pursuit champion. He was one of the backmarkers, leading out Shane Sutton, who would... Fly home, and uh, before, and also leading those two out would be Kevin Nichols, who's a Commonwealth Games gold uh, gold medalist. So uh, you had these world-class backmarkers taking on this young schoolboy from uh, Sawtell near Coffs Harbour and uh, they couldn't catch him. Uh, Shane Sutton got close and uh, Craig Milton won the won the race and what a wonderful story and a wonderful champion to have first off. Soon after he moved to Sydney, the whole family moved to Sydney to be part of these national coaching programs that were developing at the time and he became a, a bit of a Uh, a great rider for New South Wales. Um, Only a few weeks after moving to Sydney in in uh, 1984, he won the Australian junior titles and uh, beat uh, Dean Woods. Now, to make you realise how good a performance that was, Dean Woods only months later would win a gold medal at the LA Olympics. So beating Dean Woods in an Australian championship, what a performance that would be. And of course, what would happen as well is uh, a year later uh, in Launceston in, ni- in 18, uh, 1985, um, Craig Milton would be involved in a horror crash. And just to show you his dedication to New South Wales, this crash, a splinter would be driven into his uh, chest. It punched a lung, almost speared him through the heart. He would have hours of surgery, but believe it or not, days later, turned up and raced for New South Wales at the Australian Championship, won the 10k scratch race, also did the team for shoot for New South Wales, where the stitches on the wound all broke open, and he finished the event covered in blood. So... Craig Milton, what an amazing winner to have for that first uh, Clarence Street Cup. And of course, not only to make it a great promotion for uh, the Clarence Street Cyclery, it was a time where suddenly on the world stage, Australians um, really uh, really had a profile because Phil Anderson had made such an impact on the world scene. He was uh, top 10 in the Tour de France in 83 when uh, the Clarence Street Cup started. And they brought him out to promote the race and actually to uh, hand the trophy over to Craig Milton. So you had the Amstel goal winner, um, Premier... Um, Handing the trophy over to Craig Milton, and what a wonderful start to the Clarence Street Cyclery that has been. Never got to uh, defend his title because the next year it got washed out. I was going
1: to say that as it would have been a few riders hit the pub that night because it's it's washed out in 1984. But then we moved into 1985 and. Uh, poor Joe Buck was probably a little unlucky the year he won it with the promotion from the Sydney Thousand going on.
0: Yeah, Joe Buck scored a great win in, uh, 1985, but there was little hype in the papers as legendary New South Wales promoter, John Scott, had brought out Nelson Fales. Now, he was the Olympic silver medalist, and he brought him out to Australia for his Sydney Thousand promotion that summer. Uh, it was a wonderful promotion. Steve McLeod, uh, a young superstar won the uh, Sydney Thousand that year. And as a contrast, Keith Oliver was also on the podium with him and they were calling Keith in uh, '85, an Evergreen veteran then. Some 20 years later, he would still be on the podium in the 2006 Sydney Thousand. So uh, what a remarkable person uh, and cyclist, Keith Oliver. But back to the story, Vales and Tucker uh, put on an incredible match race series in the Winfield Match Race Series up and down the eastern coast of Australia and huge hype all over Australia for that race. And uh, there's little doubt that Joe Buck Uh, Clarence Street Cyclery win in in 85 didn't really get the hype it deserved due to the, uh, simply to the hype around the uh, Sydney 1000. But it certainly was a great time in New South Wales cycling in New South Wales track cycling Uh, they introduced a Madison Championship in that year and uh, and there's New South Wales riders were incredibly good at the Madison around then. Of course, uh, Mark Fulcher and Eddie Salas winning the first Australian title the following year in 1986, after Gary and Shane Sutton had won the Cyclist International Melbourne Madison in 1984. Um, the following year uh, in the Madison... Uh, Brett Dutton and Clayton Stevenson had uh, taken out the 87 Madison and become the Australian champions. Now, go back 12 months in uh, 1986, Summer, Brett Dutton actually won the Clarence Street Cyclery Cup. So it started a wonderful era for Brett Dutton, to be quite honest. That Clarence Street Cup win in 86, uh, he would put... uh, a, a great—he would certainly be one of the uh, top riders in the Australian Madison Championships. Um, in '89, he would be uh, runner-up again with uh, Clayton and uh, Craig Chapman, Bruce Keach. I think come third that year. Um, of course, the year bef- the year before that, all um, well, runner-ups were uh, Andrew McGee and Paul Swandling. But uh, Dutto combined with uh, Gary Sutton in '91 to win the Australian Championship again. So that. Uh, 1986 Clarence Street Cup for uh, Brett Dutton was the start of a great career which he went off to the Games as well to the Olympic Commonwealth Games and uh, of course great family um, the Duttons as well uh, his father also a to um, Sydney winner of course Brett was fastest time in the to Sydney as well and uh, and his son's a pretty fair bike rider now on the road as well doing a sun tour at the moment so, so certainly uh, that uh, 86 win was a good one for Brett Dutton. can plan a perfect picnic but can't predict the weather. Happens for the next two years with the Clarence Street. Both washed
1: out. Uh, pretty much sums up outdoor racing, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it was, uh, th- th- this is pre uh velodrome time and uh, we all say how great the good old days were right down on Tempe and uh, uh, with those outdoor velodromes. But you see a lot of washed outs on, <laughs> on, on this uh, calendar and that's yeah. what happened in uh, 87, 88.
1: Yeah, chuck the shorts on and back to the pub. I think for those <laughs> two years. Then uh, we had uh, here in 1989. Grant Fraser win it. Then David Spessot and Simon Kirsten. And that Kirsten name, uh, it's pretty famous around the the track scene, isn't it?
0: Yeah, Simon was a great kilo rider. Of course, so was his brother Ben, and uh, they, uh, and so was Tim. To be quite honest, a whole heap of them. And uh, the kilo riders always went very well in the Clarence Street Cup, and. Great to see Simon on there. He was a wonderful bike rider, uh, super skills, and uh, would have been a sensational wheel race r- rider. And he won in 1991. And uh, it, it puts the Kirsten name well and truly on here with uh, Ben, uh, certainly winning a number of them later on. We go into
1: the next era of racing here and we see some really big names actually pop up. Um, A gold medalist at the Sydney 2000 Olympics, Scott McGorry, win it in 1993.
0: And Stephen Pate, who were both Victorian. uh, McGorry, of course, would uh, be picked and uh, would win a a gold medal at the Madison at the Olympics. Stephen Pate, quite the opposite. He didn't get picked. Uh, Probably one of the best riders Um, to ever not get picked to go to the Olympics and uh, he would sort of turn his back on cycling a bit. So terrific to have those two names on there and they lead into 1995. Sean Hopkins, who was a star on the track down there, you would remember Sean from all those years and uh, another one of these um, uh, star juniors that come all the way through with his brother who was a junior world champion. Um, again in the kilo, but Sean won in 1995.
1: He was special, Hoppy. I, I do remember, and I was only a kid going down and watching these guys race, and he was someone who always put on a bit of a show, always uh, was someone that was you were eager to watch. And it probably just shows, so you listen off the names here, how special this race is. The amount of uh, champions that we have uh, that have won this
0: race is pretty impressive. Well, moving on to 1996, and in that vein, what happens... There's no McGee's on here, and that's sort of sad, but in 96, I think I've got the race. I remember the McGee's absolutely blew this race apart. I think it was Rodney and Andrew that come through from scratch, but I stand corrected. It could have even been Craig and Brad. Uh, that were helping them out. So you got anything up to four McGees, and they come ripping through the field, but they couldn't beat Sean North, who ri- spoilt the whole Cinderella <laughs> star story. The McGees probably looked like winning it in '96, but Sean North, and he was a very good wheel race rider from the ACT, and uh, he won in '96. Talking a good wheel race riders though, 1997. Um, great to see these. These bush riders—they all ride wheel races in the bush. And Shane Menz was a super wheel race rider from Wagga, and uh, they love a wheel race down at Wagga, yeah, do they, they?
1: Can get a sneaky win
0: in a wheel race, those uh, Wagga riders, can't they? Yeah. So, so he won in '97. So nice work, and a double winner in '98 and '99.
1: Yeah, and Graham Brown, who's uh, recently retired from, uh, from professional cycling. Finished with Drapak. Um, it's quite impressive, and, and what a resume Graham Brown has, uh, winning also the Olympics as well. Very impressive. And we, then after that, another Kirsten, this time Ben. Ben Kirsten in 2000. Ben
0: nearly owns this race, this uh, Clarence Street Cup. Of course, that uh, it, this is the time where racing suddenly went indoors. It was just another super time in... Uh, in Australian cycling, well, Sydney cycling, and Ben Kirsten, obviously, right there in the middle of it. You've got Graham Brown right there in the middle. But I really want to mention the 2001 Clarence Street Cup, not simply for Alex Summers' win, but because of his close connection to Lionel Cox. Of course, Lionel was cycling royalty. He was uh, a champion on the tandem and a champion sprinter, but he also loved cycling. He encouraged people and uh, he was Alex's coach, but he really did get a kick out of Alex winning. And uh, my image of uh, of that win of Alex Summers in two thousand and one was uh, Lionel and his wife sitting high in the Gray Velodrome and uh, doing the whistle about uh, three hundred metres to go. And uh, of course, Lionel always sat up there in that same spot at the start of the straight, and uh, that not far from another legend, Jim Bundy and Cole, and uh, who incidentally they sponsored the under seventeen women's race on Clarence Street Cup night, and uh, that probably was a forerunner really to the separate women's Clarence Street Cyclery Cup later on.
1: Yeah, and of course, and it's nice to mention a couple of these legends that are probably aren't on this list but the spectators and all that that, uh, that were around this track cycling at the time. It's nice in 2002 to speak about this because uh, this is quite special for us. Uh, the Bathurst Bullet, Mark Renshaw's, picked up a win.
0: Mark's always been well and truly in this carnival. He, he may have only won it once but he's been a big name all the way through from from 2002 when he won um, and he's been a guest appearance on a number of occasions since he's been the pro that come back and and made this carnival so I, I think it's very good that he's won and I think it's also very good that he's uh, been renowned as coming back and supporting this race um, he, he went right off the track for a little bit after he got into, onto the road, but he always come back and supported this event. So wonderful to think that he could win in 2002. He backed up in 2003 with Dan Callahan winning, and then in 2004 was... Uh, Warren Scott, and uh, you'd remember Warren Scott, who had a sneaky fast finish, but I think he won off limit, he was a lot better than a limit <laughs> rider, Warren Scott, he got under the handicapper's yeah, guard. Yeah, he
1: would have done something sneaky, <laughs> a. but yeah, no, a quick rider, that's one thing that we're seeing here, that you, you had to have some talent and a lot of credential to win this race, um, and 2004 was also a very special year, because not only Warren Scott won, but Uh, the women had their their race as well
0: yeah there's a there's a lot to do a lot to say in this story because it's funny um the women in the records seem to have started in 2004 they had um handicap winners after that but didn't seem to call it the clarence street cup race so it's hard to work out when the women actually started but by the more formal records, Lucy Stewart had that win, and it was wonderful that Lucy Stewart went good win because it's surprising that her one of her two brothers isn't on this list. Like Kyle was an excellent wheel race rider, and uh, both of her brothers could have easily won it. But isn't that terrific to see Lucy, um, who was an Australian champion as well, come through the juniors, and uh, she was up. There's the first woman that official one that i can see even though a lot more work needs to be investigated in that because again in 2005 they ran a wheel race for the women but it doesn't seem to have clarence street cup on there but the men's race may have overshadowed it because winning his second uh, clarence street cup was ben kirsten
1: unbelievable and he's um he he was a, a talent wasn't he an amazing talent and i remember watching ben as well uh, he was a guy that could win any race that he wanted to, really, when it came down to it. And spend it. Also, I was lucky enough to spend a, uh, My first track, senior track team in uh, Adelaide with Ben Kirsten. And he was a sensational talent. He could do anything.
0: <laughs> he would have learned a few things. Learn a few things as well off the bike, I might add, as well. Taught
1: me a few things, especially on the last night of competition when it was all over. So it was, uh, it was good. I learned
0: a lot about senior racing on and off the bike with Benny. So. Because then Ben backed it up. It was a, an emotional time for Ben there because his Olympic career, he was he got picked in, uh, in the Athens Games and... Uh, Things he just wasn't fitting into the Olympic program anymore. The kilo was drifting out of it, and uh, so he took every made every post a winner, and he was a superstar on the track. At these times, he was racing everything and winning races all over the place. Not surprising, he won his third. He's the only person to win three Clarence Street Cups, and he won that third one in two thousand and six. Moving on to two thousand and seven. And here is one of probably the most underrated yeah. riders to pull on a cycle shoe. He was a very quiet bloke, but J.L. Rathbone won the men's race in 2007 and 8.
1: And that's you're exactly right, the diversity in cycling. We had 2005-2006 uh, Ben Kirsten win, who was a, you know, very popular uh, and highlighted the cycling. There always a lot of
0: hype about
1: him. Exactly, and then we had in 2007-2008 J.L. Uh, Rathbone um, from Penrith, Completely opposite, completely opposite character as well, but talented. Just uh, was a quiet kind of guy and, and went about his business, but no one could deny his talent.
0: Ah, oh, super. So he run one race, his big race in Victoria as well. And uh, interesting though, in 2007, the women's race was won by Rochelle Gilmore. So so we've got some big names coming up here in the women's race. Uh, so Rochelle it's great to see her on the on the winners list and in 2008 with JL when he won it for the second year in a row was Megan Dunn and of course probably no more successful junior cyclist has come through New South Wales than Megan Dunn and uh, ended up winning that Commonwealth Games gold medal and drifted out of the sport very young but what a superstar. She was
1: an absolute talent, uh, I think everyone knew it around her as well and uh, yeah, she was so successful as one uh, as a junior, and then coming through, and then you're right, she um, she decided to have a bit of time off when she she won uh, the Commonwealth medal. So it was interesting, though. But as uh, we keep seeing, just name after name, a very talented cyclist.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, another great family is the Bullens, and uh, Mitch Bullen won his first uh, Current Street Cup in 2009. Uh, super rider. He's only a young guy at the time, but. Uh, and then backing up another young rider at the time, Ashley Ukudinov, who also... Uh has proven to kick right on to a, a world record holder and uh, not only did she win in 2009, she backed up and won again in 2010. So Ashley is, uh, is the only woman to have won it twice and uh, what a great uh, ambassador she's proven to be for New South Wales Cycling in the women.
1: Yeah, and longevity as well, still going a really good track rider, so it's good to see her there.
0: It's funny how you go right through the names. There's not too many outmarkers, is there? But then in 2010, Scotty Mills. What a great win. Scotty was nearly brought up in Dunk Grey Velodrome. Like, he was walking around here and his sister, his sister was actually doing the podium things as a young, taking up the flowers. Scott was just brought up in this race with with Bruce and Margaret there and... uh, what a great story to think that he's won the Clarence Street Cup in 2010. He well, lived there. Well,
1: you're right. And to think, you're looking at all these great names like uh, Scott McGorry, Hoppy, Sean Hopkins, Graham Brown, all these names. But I think for anyone that knows the sport, 2010, uh, Scott Mills winning would have erupted. Oh, yeah. It would have been the greatest celebration. They should make a movie about Scott Mills winning Scott, this race.
0: That's, that's a Cinderella story. <laughs> i'm telling you that's unbelievable he was going well at the time and uh he would have had the cranky face on and uh seeing the win he threw the arm up that's for sure so so a big win for scotty mills in 2010 david brown was part of that biggie sport group that they were they just sort of took over um the tempe village uh, sorry the uh well they were at tempe too but uh they had some great riders, and David won the race for him in 2011. And I'm pretty sure Elisa Benjamin, who I'm pretty sure won a World Masters title that year, backed up. And she was a biggie Sport rider, so biggie Sport we are getting both the men's and women's in 2011. 2012, well, Nathan Bradshaw, um, bruiser.
1: Yeah, and it's a... It's a I shouldn't say a shock because he is extremely talented, but usually you associate his name with the road. Yeah. So it's interesting that someone with his uh, ability has stepped up and and won a, a track, uh, well, a handicap on the track.
0: Yeah, and it, I think it's an indication too that a lot of our roadies in New South Wales do have that track background. I think that's that's a story in itself that Bruiser, that Nathan uh, Bradshaw has come through and won the uh, Clarence Street Cup. Rebecca Wasniaki also. There's another another person that's kicked on. She's a double, uh, at least two times world champion yeah. now in the pursuit. Uh, she has won in 2012. Hardly anyone would have known her back there. But what a uh, now, uh, as I said, a dual world champion, may even be three times that she's the world champion now. So... That's a great story there in 2012 in the women's race.
1: He's in 2013, a name that probably people haven't heard much of, and he's probably pretty rare, but a real talent. Caleb Ewan has gone back-to-back back in 2013-2014, and what can you say about Caleb Ewan, Ewan but Wow.
0: Yeah, and uh, if um, we were saying that uh, with Nathan Bradshaw that the juniors come through on the track, well, Caleb Ewing, two wins in a row, uh, certainly could ride a track bike as well (laughs) before he went to the road. Kate Gilbert won the women's in 2013 and Imogen Gelbat won the 2004 um, women's race and that led on to Nick Gilaris, and Laura Backen winning in 2015. Nick Olaris has got a, built a great record, hasn't he? He's a class rider.
1: He's an absolute talent. And he's... Uh, and he's yeah, he's, he kind of goes under the radar a little bit. Um, but, you know, his resume speaks for itself now. A tremendous track rider. And really developing into a great road rider as well with a really fast finish.
0: Well, Nick, actually, this year in the Austral was the back marker at the, in the Austral. So... That sort of suggests how sometimes we underestimate how good Nick Alaris is. The Austral's been going for like about 119th running of it and uh, Nick Alaris is the backmarker this year at the Austral. So uh, he was the winner in 2015, of course, with Lara Batkin in the women's race. Last year, um, Mitchell Bullen won his second Clarence Street Cup Believe it or not, I think he was out on about 100 metres. Now, how he got that mark, he, he has dished us up up here at Bathurst, too. He won there. uh No, he might have even got second. He got beaten in Bathurst in the 200-wheel race up here in Bathurst, but has won the 2016 um, Clarence Street Cup. I think he backed it up and won the Austral. Um, in 2016 or 2015-16 as well. What a year for Mitchell Bullen! Mitch Bullen winning both the Austral and the Clarence Street Cup uh, within a few months of each other. Uh, a super rider, and uh, he is made for those races.
1: Yeah, he's someone that you are. If you're looking down before the start and you're clipping on the helmet and you see him warming up, you better watch out. He's made for these races.
0: Yeah, uh, inspirational. And what happened, Nicola McDonald. And uh, good to see Nicola, who has is, is really put a lot into her, into her sport, into cycling. And uh, you no, know, she's come up and she's won about three B2Bs, the short course B2Bs in a row. So someone that can do everything as well as Nicola, that can do the road, the track. She's doing that. She was up here in the Madison. So versatile rider that's also won a Clarence Street Cup.
1: There you go. And I guess uh, the question now that we have to ask is 2017. Who's going to be the champion? Who's
0: going to win? So we'll all find out this weekend, and uh, you will probably listen to this podcast, and you might know the winner, but but uh, we're all looking at it, uh, wondering who'll win the 2016-17 um, Clarence Street Cup, and and they would be honoured to be on a uh, on a roll like that. <laughs>